think r- rarely we are alone because we don't allow ourselves to be except through unless you know we we set that intention to be and so I think in terms of manifesting I mean being alone is so integral because you need to be alone when you're meditating so that you can first begin to clear your mind from the noise so you can open up space for creativity inspiration uh, for meditation to see you know what you want to attract into your life for self-awareness and all those things are, are an important part of your manifesting journey. You're listening to the Alonement Podcast, hosted by me, Francesca Spector, author of Alonement, How to Be Alone and Absolutely Own It. Each week, I interview an inspiring new guest about the time they spend alone and why it matters to them. Ultimately, At the heart of every episode is one central question. What turns solitude into a positive, fulfilling experience? Because when alone time isn't lonely, it's alonement. So if you've so much as heard of manifesting, you've very likely heard of this week's guest, Roxina Fusi. She is a writer and self-development coach whose name has become basically synonymous with the self-help practice. Manifesting for the uninitiated is, in a nutshell, changing your thought patterns in order to bring about positive change in your life. And earlier this year, Roxy published her first book all about it, Manifest Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life, which swiftly became a Sunday Times bestseller. You could say she manifested it. Now, despite the popularity of manifesting, and it is hugely popular, I'm well aware it's not everyone's cup of tea and it has been met with a certain amount of healthy scepticism. Personally, however, I've always intuitively seen it as something which has this overlap with alonement because it involves a lot of journaling and vision boarding and simply taking a step back and a quiet moment to think about what you want from your life. Love it or hate it, it's definitely a way to approach life with a greater degree of intentionality. And I'm so curious to ask Roxy about this, to see where the idea of manifesting, for her, fits with alone time, and to find out how solitude has played a part in her own journey. Happy listening, and I'd love to know if this changes your mind at all about manifesting. Before we get to our conversation, I want to give a big shout out to this season's sponsors, Flashpack. Flashpack is a travel company for solo travellers, providing boutique group adventures all around the world, from staying on a secret island in the Arctic to glamping on the Serengeti. Its adventures are targeted specifically for solo travellers in their 30s and 40s, so If you feel like you've slightly moved on from staying in hostels with gap year students on your solo trips away, then this is the holiday for you. Much like Alonement, Flashback is a community built around the power of going solo and their trips are an opportunity to meet like-minded people who share the same independent outlook as you. They're on a mission to create one million meaningful friendships across the world through the power of adventure. And it sounds like it's working. 80% of Flashpackers stay in touch after returning from their trips. If this sounds good to you, head to flashpack.com slash alonement 
where you'll find an exclusive offer code for all Alonement podcast listeners, giving you £100 off your dream adventure. So we are sort of soul sisters in a way because I've been reading your wonderful book Manifest in preparation for this podcast and it turns out that we both had the same sort of New Year's Eve revelation in 2018 because in your book you discuss how your vision boarding which became your New Year's Eve ritual that you do now uh, your vision board in 2018 became the start of your manifesting journey Uh, and it's funny because you know back then probably on the other side of London I was doing the same I was making a new year's resolution to learn to spend more time alone so it's really it was really funny when I read that oh I love that for those who haven't yet had the benefit of reading your book I'd love to hear a bit more about that new year's eve ritual of vision boarding and how that started this whole journey for you yeah, so um, I used to, you know, New Year's Eve were very much, in, you know, since I probably was about 17, usually meant me taking drugs, staying up all night, doing things I regretted, and then spending New Year's Day completely hungover. And I had kind of been in this kind of battle with addiction for about a decade. Um, and in 2018 was when I had really kind of hit rock bottom um well I'd, I'd hit many rock bottoms so that was sort of the final one um and I really wanted to change my life and I just I couldn't I felt like I couldn't live like that anymore I had really been in the grips of addiction for a decade and I think by the time I was 27 um which was in 2018 I really had felt like I just can't live like this anymore I have to do something differently And so I discovered basically a friend of mine had said to me, oh, like, have you heard about this thing called manifesting? And I thought, well, no, I just thought it was about visualization, but I was going to get my nails done. I've always found getting my nails done really boring. So I thought I'll just listen to this podcast. And what I learned was that manifesting really was all about self-worth and, um, about your subconscious beliefs about what you deserve and it wasn't about visualization and um, a penny kind of dropped at that moment and I started to really explore manifestation I went and learned everything I could on it and it it very quickly became to me a sort of self-development practice and so then that year going into 2019 um having you know started to explore it practice it started to kind of attract things into my life um I decided to start a new ritual that I was not going to start New Year's Day in the way that I always had but instead with a really powerful vision board and they are like dynamite now it's insane the things that I put on there because I'm so specific and obviously I am a very powerful manifester I know um how to manifest anything really and so I have put things in there that are really specific like last year I put in um this morning appearance and then three days before the end of the year I got the call to confirm that I'd be going on this morning to talk about the book and at the beginning of this year 
I wrote things like, I mean, I put loads on there, but I wrote things like I put the book and then I put Sunday Times bestseller, which at the time really was like also still mad. Like I still can't believe it happened. And then I put Vogue and I put Harper's Bazaar, who I'd never written for ever or spoken to. I'd never been in contact with Harper's Bazaar. And then they emailed me four days later being like, oh, we want to do a piece of manifesting. Would you be interested? So yeah, my vision boards are very special and um, the New Year's Eve ritual is, you know, it's kind of exciting now because I feel, you know, I have such confidence that everything I put on my vision board is going to come to life. So it's cool. <laughs> and what's the relationship between the thinking part of that manifesting, the intention setting, all of that? And I know that you're incredibly hardworking as well and you really do make things happen. And, you know, were you emailing these places? Were you emailing Harper's Bazaar? Were you in touch with this morning? Or was this all just coming towards you? What, to what extent was it magic? To what extent was it just that you're an incredibly hardworking person as well and following through with those intentions? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's manifesting is... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss so much about taking action and you know step three of my seven steps is about aligning your behavior there is no substitute for hard work um you know of course it's about putting yourself out there it's about sending the emails it's about the belief and there is a kind of magnetic um you know, element to it where it does feel like completely magical, you know, and we can manipulate our energy to attract um, high vibrational energies back to us, but it's actually not magic at all. It's a very real thing. It is so much down to the way that we behave and where we invest our time and our energy and how proactive we are. And 100% none of these things would have happened if I just sat around waiting for them. Um, But having the initial goal um, was the first step. Hmm. Having the intention in the first place. Yeah, I I think it always reminds me of that quote, you make your own luck. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and and that quote in itself is a paradox, but they do sort of go hand in hand. Definitely. When you were doing this ritual alone, that New Year's Eve in 2018, were you by yourself? Were you with someone else? What was, I'm interested in like the physical picture of what this looks like. Oh yeah. So it was at the end of 2018 going into 2019. Um, I was with Wade, who's father of my child. Um, and we did it together. Yeah. It was really nice. He's, 
I, he really, on our first date, I was like, I've manifested you. <laughs> it's the universe. Um, Cause it was literally weeks after I discovered manifesting. Um, so he was, he's very much been on this journey with me and he, he's also, um, you know, he's fascinated by self-development. He's an incredible thinker. I've learned so much from him actually. Um, but yeah, he, he did them with me. So I think I cooked a chicken pie that night and we like got dressed up like just at home and just it was so cute I think it actually sounds like the perfect New Year's Eve I mean obviously we've had a couple of years of lockdowns around that time when it's been kind of hard to have much control over how we spend it but lockdown or otherwise that sounds quite good I think more chicken pie based uh based New Year's Eve my thing is to go out for a New Year's Day lunch instead oh yeah that's much more wholesome and also you probably get a table a bit easier because everyone else is hungover (laughs) literally (laughs) and what's the relationship between being alone and manifesting or you know indeed what does the word alone mean to you because there's a sort of there's an overlap as I see it between manifesting and being alone because we are all alone in our heads creating our universe whether we're vision boarding next to someone or not yeah but when I say that to you what does it make you think of I mean I think alone is it's like a sacred time for yourself um, it's a time for self-exploration, um, rest, rejuvenation, and it's about really being away from any distraction. And so I don't think you're alone when you're sat on your phone scrolling through Instagram. And so actually, I think r- rarely we are alone because we don't allow ourselves to be except through unless, you know, we we set that intention to be. And so I think in terms of manifesting, I mean, being alone is so integral because you need to be alone when you're meditating so that you can first begin to clear your mind from the noise. So you can open up space for creativity, for inspiration, uh, for meditation, to see, you know, what you want to attract into your life, for self-awareness. Um, and all those things are, are an important part of your manifesting journey. Um, I think that for a lot of people, And for me included, you know, when I talk about, you know, my, I always say my life before manifesting, you know, my twenties, um, I had no job and, uh, you know, I was, like I said, in this kind of partying hedonistic lifestyle, I was taking a lot of drugs and, um, I spent a lot, a lot of time on my own, but it was a really, it was not nice. It wasn't a good time alone. I could go days without seeing anyone it was such it was so dark and heavy and I and and painful and I felt like I didn't have it was like a horrible alone it was you know and I was that feeling of boredom was very strong for me I always felt bored you know restless I didn't embrace that time alone it was there was alone was something that was dark you know for me then whereas now um you know and I think it is a real sign of um dedication to self-development um when you're able to be on your own and for it to be a positive experience for it to be something that you can enjoy and and actually relish and yeah so I I'm always grateful that now I can be alone and it be a happy time rather than what it used to be and do you get much alone time as (laughs) a mother of one and as a partner (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I do. I do. Um, me and Wade um, have actually split up and he lives five minutes down the road from me. So we're like the best of friends and we see each other every day. But, you know, now I do get the odd evening to myself, which is nice. And, um, you know, I work my team we all work sort of separately so we don't have an office and so you know I do find time every day to meditate to exercise to go for a little walk um you know it might not be much but I always make sure there's something and there's some time especially in the evenings before bed even if you know wolf is here or not um I my evenings are very sacred and I really make sure I I do indulge in that time alone you know whether it's a bath or anything Mm. Mm. I spoke to um I had the poet Holly McNish on this podcast and she also co-parents and she was saying almost that her friends get quite jealous because there's quite yeah. a nice it's quite in a way obviously it comes I'm sure with even though you are very close and that's really great with Wade uh it you know it does come with complications or you know just even the logistics of it but do you think it almost enables alone time as well inherently within that setup but I think it's literally amazing <laughs> honestly I think it's like the best of both worlds because especially because we're doing it in a healthy way I think of course when it becomes toxic it's incredibly challenging like it really is um but I think at, as it as it stands between us and then the fact that we can do it in a healthy way I really like I'm grateful for it because yeah I do get two nights a week where I'm not on mum duty and that is I mean you're always on but you know but you're not but it is nice not having to wake up at 6 a.m um and to have that you know and also knowing that we can have actually we did it even when we were together last year where you know I we did a holiday swap so we each, each had a week for ourselves to go on holiday um and that was lovely and I think it's important you know no matter what your priorities are and responsibilities are you still have to have time for yourself I think it's great I think that you know couples and sort of co-parents couples who have separated alike could probably learn from that setup in terms of gifting each other that what I call alonement yeah yeah totally I, I guess it's very 21st century I think that it used to be seen as a breakdown of a family, but actually can be the making of something quite special and unique. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I am thrilled with our setup. I love it. Um, And I think it's been a really positive experience and for all of us. And going back to, you spoke about the difficulty that you would have in the past being alone and how that was associated with self-sabotage and addiction that you've spoken about very openly Mm. in your book the troubles that you had with drugs and with emotional eating and all of these things that we do to get away from our own thoughts which we all do to some extent I think addiction is actually something that's so universal even though it's spoken about in this taboo way so I think it's Mm. really amazing to begin with that you talk about it so honestly um but you know it's something that many people fall into when they're alone and in my experience certainly it's something that would make you avoid alone time and Mm. actually feel like you don't have much capacity for it how did you overcome that urge to self-sabotage in your alone time um 
really when I found manifesting, um, I feel like I had this, I don't know, it was like an awakening or something, but I really felt compelled to change my life and to make my life the best it could be. And I knew that I was in charge and I knew that I had to take responsibility. And then of course I fell pregnant with Wolf. Um, And so I was forced away from my addiction to drugs and smoking and alcohol, but I then that changed to actually I started uh, binge eating and I gained six stone in the pregnancy. Um, And and so I would guess I was still in addiction, but then when I had Wolf, um, because while I was pregnant and in that kind of pregnancy, I, I used to visualize that when I would have Wolfie, I would make my life the best it would be. And I kept, I held on to that. That kind of gave me like real hope throughout. Um, and when I did, and when Wolf was here, I kind of, it was just such a certainty in my mind that I was never going to go back to that place. And then I found and really nurtured my purpose in life, which is to help others. And I think that whenever anybody is lost, if we can find a way to give back, it pulls us through. There's no greater feeling of, I don't think there's any greater feeling of belonging than knowing that we have something to offer back to others. And that kept me on the path, I guess, because I had something to wake up for. I had something to live for. I had something to like not be a reason to not be hung over because there was something more important than me or my sadness. It was, I was showing up for other people. And so it came from that really. I think that's really beautiful. A reason, you know, a reason not to be hung over, a reason to wake up for. And I remember you said that in, I was listening to Estelle Bingham's podcast oh, yeah. from maybe last year. And you said something very similar. My purpose is to guide people towards being their best selves can you expand on that what does that look like when you say best selves I think that for the majority of us we kind of we come into this world full of self-confidence you just look at young kids you know they're not embarrassed they're not worrying about what they're saying they're kind of wonderfully selfish in that they really do feel they deserve the world and um then life happens to us and we get slowly chipped at um bit by bit and uh we gather all these insecurities feelings of low self-worth we end up being shells of ourselves and life becomes really hard and I think I've just spent so many years debilitated by self-loathing and a belief that I wasn't good enough I wasn't pretty enough I wasn't clever enough I wasn't ever going to make anything of myself that I felt like I've managed to change my life. And if I can, anyone can. And I do believe that we all deserve to be happy. Like we deserve to understand that we are enough just as we are, that we don't need to berate ourselves for just being, that we can actually start to, show ourselves like some love and kindness and give ourselves a break and be our own cheerleader and back ourselves and you know and and those things that really empower us to just allow us to live life more gracefully more effortlessly and to actually enjoy it rather than everything feeling so heavy all the time and 
having been on both sides of the coin, I my desire to help people out of that place and into this place is really fucking strong. <laughs> that thing about being your own cheerleader, I sort of talk about that in my book as well. It's the um, idea of the inner critic versus the inner. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cheerleader. How do you feed that in a cheerleader? Um, I think it's just really f- firstly just being aware of the way that you're s- the way that you're speaking to yourself and just starting to adopt this kind of kind of voice in your head of your friend. You know, I think you can use things like mantras, of course, which I love, and you know, our subconscious is always listening to what we're saying, so we can start to get into the habit of replacing negative thoughts with mantras. Um, but also, it's like really starting to get into the habit of having this conversation. Like, for example, I was having a moment. <sighs> where I was just feeling really self-loathing-y and sometimes it happens and I just become really self-conscious and I hate the way I look and I don't want to be on camera I don't want anyone to look at my face and it just overwhelms me okay and that's just my thing and and it's it's something I still battle with but then I can literally turn and be like we don't do that anymore these are all the things I'm kicking ass at and those are the things I'm going to focus on today and these are all the things I'm grateful for And these things are more important than this one thing that you're focusing on right now that you don't like about yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's really just kind of giving myself like, you know, making myself do that, forcing myself to speak to myself like that, because what is the point? Like we have one life, you know, and am I going to waste today in my 
self-loathing or my negative thoughts or I'm I'm going to just pull myself out of it. You know, not that it's always easy, but when you make a conscious effort to choose a voice that empowers you rather than one that holds you back, um, you know, it becomes easier and easier and it becomes that will become the authoritative voice rather than the negative one. What's interesting to me, so, you know, I'm looking at you, you are objectively incredibly beautiful, successful, and before any of this even started, you were on Raya, you met Wade on Raya, this app for very good looking influencers with all that success, you were already by so many measures of external validation this person you already had all of this going for you and of course manifesting the end result I suppose of these vision boards is achieving all these external things and yet the most powerful thing from what I'm hearing from you is what the voice that's happening in your own head why is that so much more important and why is it that you know anyone listening why is it that even any of those external things which you very much have had aren't enough you know why would you encourage people to still cultivate that inner voice alongside everything that they might have well I think you know there's this um you know you only have to look at the all these stories of successful people or famous celebrities that have everything they want and then they'd say it's the most unhappiest they've ever been and I think I knew that very early on that having things was never going to make me happy um all these you know things that maybe externally people strive towards that they think will make them happier we all know don't because we've been told enough now that we've seen it with our own eyes we know that when people have these things it doesn't make them magically happy and and that feeling happy really there's a difference between like feeling happy and like an adrenaline high to feeling like contentment and that's I think true happiness and so even with things like having success at work or whatever, those highs go, like the novelty wears off, no matter what it is, you, you, you reach for something and then the novelty goes, and then you're reaching for something else or whatever, you know? So what can you do to keep it, (coughs) to keep that feeling of contentment and joy stable and ongoing? You need to ground yourself in, in valid self-validation and, Um, and that purpose and that commitment to something greater than yourself Um, and those are important because you you can have everything in the fucking world and you're not going to be happy if you don't if you're still speaking to yourself like shit day to day that's the truth and so you know getting prioritizing your inner voice and making sure that you're working on your mental health your emotional health Um, you know, that's also going to anyway, then the other stuff comes as a byproduct of that. You know, it's like, it's not chicken and egg. Like I'm telling you, this comes first. (laughs) The other stuff comes later. (laughs) But it's a byproduct. That's interesting. It's a byproduct rather than the thing that does make you happy. Exactly. It's the, it's the cherry on top of finding your voice, feeling worthy, feeling confident. You know, if I didn't have the confidence I wouldn't be able to reach out to these publications or put myself out there or promote my book as much as I have or sell myself or do all these things. But because I found this confidence in myself and what I do, I know that I'm good at it. I I trust that I, I trust my authenticity. I trust that I am here to help people. That enables me to put myself out there. And that has resulted in success. 
not I got success and then I felt worthy of it yeah I felt worthy of it and then I got the success and I guess I don't know I think manifesting is something that is so ubiquitous not least because of your best-selling book being everywhere right now but you know but you know and also in 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 many different forms just because it's such a huge movement right now I think it's so ubiquitous and yet at the same time not everyone has read your book or the literature around it often it can be I I guess because it's quite a visual thing or some elements of it are quite visual people kind of think okay you know I I make a vision board and then this thing happens and Mm. almost I don't know do you think that that's almost an element that gets gets lost that that bit that you talk about quite explicitly in your book about feeling that you're worthy of those things definitely I mean I think that's why there's such a misconception around manifesting and you know that's why I wrote the book is to explain to people that it is um it's a a way of living it's not something you do for 20 minutes before bed it's not a ritual it's a way to empower you to be the best version of yourself and therefore be able to have anything you want and I think that's why the book has done so well because it is so practical it is applicable to anyone and everyone even skeptics even people who are like no I don't believe in it like you read the book and you will take something from it 100 percent um because it is it is just a self-help book that encompasses a lot of different things under the umbrella of manifesting. Mm. You mentioned skeptics and I think it's almost, I, I do want to explore that with you because I imagine you've had all sorts of questions around this. And I know that you're also very well known as an Instagram agony aunt. So you do often answer people's questions in this vein. Um, I was speaking to a friend a couple of weeks ago about this interview that we had upcoming and she said to me that even though she really really does love the concept of manifesting she'd recently had a bad experience and what happened to her is that she had this dream house that she was wanting to buy with her partner and for six months they were in this long long bureaucratic process and you know every night she was manifesting she was looking at the pictures of the property and and thinking about the paint that she'd have on the wall and she you know she was very much vision boarding getting those details straight which is something that you do talk about in the book putting Mm. a detailed picture to it and then the house fell through out of nowhere and she felt that that vision had sort of crumbled and it unfortunately for her it was something that made her lose faith in Mm. manifesting what would you say to that about you know when when you manifest something and then life gets in the way well I think I mean what you've described is a very clear description of someone who just of this misconception that it's just about visualizing what you want it just isn't you know you can't see something enough and then just wait for it to appear it doesn't really work like that and I think that in actually I speak a lot about when things don't go right which is step four overcome tests from the universe life is always going to throw curveballs at us there's always going to be things that don't go our way or we face rejection or you know let's say you want to manifest a soulmate but then you meet someone they seem perfect but then they start playing hot and cold those are just tests from the universe and they're an ability for you to show how worthy you think you are of actually having the things that you want and you can choose in those moments when you face something that feels like rejection or not something not going right you have a choice you either let it derail you and send you back or you allow yourself to stay in your power 
to know your worth and to know that something better is coming, you know, and to, and to trust that something better is coming. And that unwavering belief and that faith will always be rewarded. And I, it's, for me, it's the, my favorite part of manifesting because now whenever something I'm met with a challenge, I'm always, my question is always, what is the lesson? And I know there's something better is coming and it's, and I am so much more able to go through the highs and lows of life with this knowledge, because I'm like, it's okay. It's all for a reason. And something, something better is coming. It's guiding me. I trust in divine timing. Um, but also there's always value to take from it. And you will, we all know this really. I mean, how many times have you gone? Oh, thank God. I didn't take that job. Or thank God. I didn't get that job because I'm so much better where I am now thank god I didn't end up with that person because I'm so much happier with, with this person now you know and it's really having faith in that yeah so it's kind of it's not the thing in itself it's not that concrete thing uh not working out that means you haven't successfully manifested the successful manifesting is believing even in the face of those things that you're still a person worthy of a beautiful home or a person exactly. worthy of a loving relationship. Exactly. It's funny you mention that in terms of relationships or meeting a soulmate as well, because I think that as someone who has been dating for a couple of years as well, I think that that's something that can really happen. I, your self-esteem can often seem dictated as someone dating by the quality of how your last few dates have been and I can imagine how that manifesting would come in really useful for Mm. still bolstering you as a person worthy of love a person worthy of a good relationship 100% I mean look you always have a choice after a date you know there's a perspective choice so if they don't call you after a date you either allow it to lower your self-worth decide it's me there was something wrong with me or something I said or you go it wasn't the right fit it just wasn't, and you can't force energy. You can't force a chemistry. You know, that, that chemistry is instant. It wasn't the right fit. They weren't the right person for you. I'm clearing the way on to, you know, to get me one step closer to my soulmate. And that is the truth of it. You can't force a connection. Mm. I think it's true. And I think it's something that even though it possibly sometimes easier said than done, as a person navigating something alone, same with the job process, same with things that involve you as an individual, almost putting yourself up to something and, and, and testing your worthiness against that. 100%. Like dating is like, <laughs> dating is really challenging and it really demands us to um, stay so strong in our our power and that can feel that is that can be tested to the max you know because also that feeling of being wanted desired that chemistry you might feel on the first date that is intoxicating that is like a drug and so often we even when we get red flags we ignore them because we just want that hit again so we ignore when someone treats us like shit because we're like I'll just take it because it feels good in that moment but what that is is that's kind of in in my manifesting terms it's not overcoming a test and it's kind of saying you know I don't really believe I'm worthy of true love so I'm going to stay in this for a bit longer just to kind of satisfy me now 
And, you know, when it comes to self-love, we really need to think we're trying to honor, yes, who, what we want today, but also who we want to be tomorrow and what we want from our future. And so being able to go, you know what, this isn't right. And I have to make energetic space for something better to come into my life is really challenging, but it's very, very empowering when you get into the habit of it. Mm, That's so empowering. That's such an amazing message for that circumstance. And I think, you know, I think also something like, job interviews I mean I'm I'm lucky I I like I really like being self-employed to be honest with you I don't really have that scenario in my life anymore but I think that you know I look back and I know so many people listening to this would have navigated that process about having that job interview and thinking oh I don't actually know if the person interviewing me seems like maybe the nicest person or this company's the nicest fit and then still feeling upset at that sense of rejection so I suppose having that bolstered self-belief and 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 maintaining that you are a person worthy of good things is a really powerful application and don't and don't be upset about something you didn't even want like that's the thing it's like we do it on social media as well we do it with men like with relationships with men or women we we get upset we're so we feel so wounded by rejection that we feel sad about things that we never even wanted in the first place it's absolutely mad it's really just reminding yourself like I didn't want this like I didn't even enjoy it I didn't even like the vibe in that office or I didn't even like the actually that person did something that really wouldn't even want in a future partner that's when we have to really check our egos at the door and just be like you know what this isn't about that Mm, absolutely then again, with the, I know that manifesting is something that really is powerful to do alone and it's powerful to bolster your self-belief. And, uh, you know, I really believe in that. I really think that we should be our own cheerleaders and it's important to almost carry that internal best friend around with you. But what's interesting is that also in terms of how you promote manifesting, you have the book, but you also have these incredible workshops about how to do it so Mm. what's the relationship between that you know manifesting is something done inside your own head or do you think you know do you think there's also a value in almost learning to do it together and learning to be alone together in that sense yeah I mean I think community is everything and you know I think it's just nice to share things with people. And I think what I found online for me in my, because I did so many online webinars as well, and I'm, I'm very engaged with my audience. Um, I spend lots of time messaging them. When I did my workshops, I honestly recognized the majority of the people there from Instagram, I um, knew details about their lives. And that's because we do have this, I don't know, there has just been this organic little community that's formed. And it's fun because I see, for example, I see like loads of the people who come to my workshop, then I follow quite a lot of them. If they've been supporting me for a long time, I follow them. I see, then they start following each other and they're supporting each other's new businesses and giving each other encouragement and, and commenting on each other's pictures. It's so sweet and it's so lovely. And that's what it's about. I think when you're on a journey of self-development and and you just want to start a new life so to speak that comes with new energy new people and it's nice to be able to talk to people who understand it and you can talk about the universe and they're not like what the fuck (laughs) you know they get it um and I think the beauty of the internet is that we can connect with people that we might not have met before but who share our interests 
um yeah I'm I'm incredibly proud of the community I have and you know I'm just can't wait to do more in-person workshops because it is it's magical you get like a collective energy like the vibe is just like it is fire like it's insane Mm, I can only imagine what that's like I think generally having live events back on the energy is wonderful it's great to feel that and you almost realize why we were so shortchanged by yeah. zoom but yeah. I can I can imagine that your events are something very very special in person <laughs> do you think there's a paradox there though or do, do you does it occur to you that there's a paradox in terms of personal development and uh and learning to do that together it's 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 almost that strange thing between it's it's very much about the self but it thrives in community how how does that work in your mind no I mean I don't think I think we are human we want connection we understand ourselves through the reflection of others it's only when we speak to other people that we learn something about ourselves or we see how we behave with others or they say something that mirrors us or that frustrates us or triggers us. You know, we learn through others. The journey is still our own and no one can make the changes but us. But to change as individuals, um, we have to do so alongside others, whether they're communities, family, relationships, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I ask because it absolutely fascinates me. I think that there's this really strange thing where we are, by our evolution, we're creatures who thrive in a pack. And yet we are mm. also, you know, maybe that's what separates humans from animals. The, mm. the idea that we do also have all this stuff going on in our brains that we still yeah, have yeah. to sort of do alone. It's totally it's a really strange thing. There's a really beautiful image that you use in your book, actually, about, you know, around that fear of doing things alone and around that idea of having to do your journey by yourself. You speak about this moment you had with your son, Wolf, where he was walking along this balancing beam mm-hmm. and he was understandably really scared to do that alone. But you very gently encouraged him and I think he's he's only little he's only about two or three now yeah two and a half two and a half two and a half two and a half um I mean he's very brave I think you know a balancing beam I'd definitely be wanting a couple of people (laughs) to accompany me on that on that on that literal literal situation what what's the relationship between manifesting and almost conquering that fear of it being your own journey and and taking control over your own life Mm. Well, I think, you know, the, the the thing about manifesting is that it really, first and foremost, about understanding that you are the author of your own story and that no one's going to do it for you. And you can't wait to be ready. You don't wait to feel confident enough. You're not supposed to wait till you feel ready enough. You're supposed to understand that you don't feel ready, but do it anyway. And that is the power. That's the aligning your behavior with your future self today. And that's how you make things happen. That's how you shift forwards. Um, You don't do it waiting or waiting for someone else to hand it to you. They're not coming for you. Like no one's coming to save you. No one's coming to change you. No big life-changing moment is going to change you in a lasting way if you don't change yourself. And you change yourself by taking action, by overcoming your fears by taking action by being the person you want to become um by stepping into your power 
by changing the way that you behave, the way you think, the way you act, um, you know, and that all comes down to you. And taking responsibility is is 100% the first step. Finally, Roxy, I'd love to know, what's your alonement? Um, having a candlelit bath, listening to Ludovico Einaudi. That's a really blissful image. <laughs> <laughs> it's heaven. It yeah. cures everything. <laughs> and how, how long does this bath last for? Oh, not long, because I cook myself alive. I have my bath so hot, so I'm sweating. <laughs> so I last about 10 minutes, and then I'm literally like a tomato. <laughs> I love that feeling. And then I have a nice shower straight afterwards and sit on my bed on my towel and just like zen. <laughs> that sounds gorgeous. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so great to speak to you and learn more about manifesting. Thank you. Thank you so much, lovely. That was so great. Thanks for tuning in. I feel like this was a really honest and I hope practical conversation. So I hope you also feel enriched by it. Do let me know what you thought on social media, etc. As I would love to keep this conversation going beyond this episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.